Hello, 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 and welcome to House Meeting, a podcast about living together. I'm your host, Kelly Morrison, joined, as always, by my roommates and best friends and um, just a great, great swell people, Franklin Delano and Eddie Klinker. How's it going, guys? Not too shabby. I mean, feeling pretty good after this week. I mean, it was a big win for all of us, you know? Oh, yeah, huge. Truly, it really was. Um, as we, as people who listened last week know that my birthday was this week, and the party mm. you guys threw me went off without a hitch. A great success. Yeah, although not completely without a hitch, because we did have Will Smith there pretending to be Hitch. Right, so we did have one hitch, and it was Will Smith pretending yes. to be Hitch, and he really was trying to set up everybody at this party. Oh, he was yeah. relentless. Relentless. <laughs> People with wedding rings. He did. He didn't see it. <laughs> well, the problem really is when he came to because well, we also surprised you with Jennifer Lopez, and he got to Jennifer Lopez mm. and just could not match her up with anybody, or at least not for long. It was there were a lot of temporary matches for her, but yeah, nothing really stuck. That's true. Um, yeah. And yeah, you guys did try to surprise me with Jennifer Lopez. She was waiting in the broom closet for quite a while. Um. And yeah, Hitch just went in there, scooped her up, and started introducing her to people. Yeah, it did take away some of the drama we had planned for you. But, you know, he was certainly doing his thing and what we asked him to do. So it's hard to be too mad. That's true. That's true. Did He he, he hooked both you guys up, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. With each other for got, a little bit. For a little bit. <laughs> That was fun, actually, because, you know, we get to draw like a quick like couple's gift from a gift bag, <laughs> like a like, kind of like a white elephant type situation. Um, but we wound up getting the, like the bottom of the stack. We wound up like with that $10 iTunes card, which wasn't really very helpful for both of us because it actually caused more problems. Yeah, I mean, we kind of hit this point where we had both gotten uh, four songs and then we like had enough money for a fifth song and we could not settle on a song we wanted to share. Yeah, we were going from Black Eyed Peas for a second. We almost settled on something. But Eddie really and wanted the national anthem. Yeah, but he wanted the Roseanne Bar version, which was on sale, which actually complicated things even more because it was only a 59 cent song. Yeah, and you know, it sort of made me mad that they were classifying her as Roseanne Barr when she's got bars. And so I kept telling Franklin, we need to write them in and say it's actually Roseanne Barr's. But he wouldn't even help me write an email. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not, I don't trust emails. <laughs> and, I mean, that's just a straight out fact. And then uh, the Eddie Franklin power couple, Edlin, had broken up. Mm. The, the iTunes gift card proved too toughest struggle for your relationship to bear and you broke up but you decided to stay friends and i really i think that's very mature of both of you it's well we realized we weren't going to be able to continue to live together if we didn't come to some sort of arrangement oh yeah yeah we shrugged our shoulders at the same time and said well i guess we'll be friends we spat in our hands and shook each other's hands mm -hmm. he tried to hook me up with jennifer lopez oh and you didn't like that no i liked it i thought it was pretty cool um the thing was she, ta she talked about her exes a lot, and that's never a good sign. Uh, that's never no. a good sign. And she kept saying things like Ben and <laughs> A, and I was like, I know who these people are. Yeah, that's got to be tough. I mean, she's just coming out of a lot right now, too. Yeah. Oh, Ben Affleck was there, too, which made it a little uncomfortable for me. He wasn't invited. No, it was. I don't necessarily expect uh, a party crasher of that, I guess, level of celebrity to show up, mm. but... He was very much there. He was like hiding in like one of those carts full of jeans and you would see him poke his head out the fly of a pair of pants and kind of like scope things out and then disappear back into the denim. Right. So for those of you who don't know, we live inside an old, old Navy. Mm. So that's why there's so many pants that somebody could hide in. And how many times did you bounce Ben Affleck? How many times did we bounce him on the trampoline or like from the store? Okay, so no, before before he started, when he said he was going to be cool, how many times did you bounce him on the trampoline? When he said he was going to be cool, we must have bounced him between like 40 and 50 times until he spit up. Right. And then we're like, okay, I think you probably had enough. Yeah, he was definitely overserved. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had a lot of birthday cake. <laughs> he had most of your birthday cake, which was... Mm. sign one that we gotta get this guy out of here 
Yeah, he was doing shady things to try to wreck the party. Like he did that thing where you cut yourself a small piece and then you take the rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were all sort of laughing when we thought that he was doing it in jest. But then he did sit in the corner and eat the whole thing. He kept yelling, I'm Batman. <laughs> like that was his justification for everything. Yeah, he was overserved. Uh Jen was cool. Um, mm. but I could tell that she she went to go check on him and they like were there a little too long and then I was kind of over it. You know, I could tell that they had something. Because if she's giving attention to this to this drunk cake eating party crasher, they must have something special. So I moved on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't totally know their dynamic, but there is like a, a special kind of love when you're willing to let someone, you know, spit up into your purse like she did for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was good. But it was good. Other than that, the party was very nice and a lot of lasting relationships. You know, I didn't find my hitch, but and we none of us did. But there's always tomorrow. Mm, that's true. And we did. You know, uh, he did, while in character, leave us, like, his hitch referral business card. So we can call for his services again in the future. Oh, he did slap us all on the dance floor, though. (laughs) It was fun for a second, but he kept going around in a circle and building up speed and started slapping us harder and harder. And we just didn't move. We couldn't move. We were stunned. Yeah. And then I just remember our heads like bonking back and forth like a perpetual motion machine eventually. My big problem was that we were all doing the Macarena and I don't think there's like a wrong way to do that. (laughs) It was almost like he was just looking for an excuse to slap. But yeah, I mean, Mm. that's just Hitch. That's the B plot of Hitch is his own like, you know, inner turmoil. Yeah. And we really got to see it at your party, which was still a rip-roaring success. Rip-roaring fun. Uh, we all got our hearts broken, some by each other and some by Jennifer Lopez. But it's it was a good mm. day. It was a good day. Yeah, until night came. Then it was bad. A horrific night. <laughs> yeah, the evening was terrible. So my party's over. It's winding down. And we decide we want to go. And the three of us just want to go out for a little after-dinner drink. We kicked, We closed down. We p- pulled the gates down on the Old Navy. Sure. No. I mean, it was it's tough for us because, you know, we can't get in after 5 p.m. So we were planning for a, a night all nighter out on the town. Yeah. So we go out and we're rushing back, trying to get under that gate that closes promptly at five and does not open again till 730 a.m. And yes. we missed it. So we did have to go out all night. Yeah. We had, what started is just getting like one you know, celebratory drink did become, we had to rage. We had no choice. We had no choice but to rage. Because normally we're so tame. We always squeeze under the gate by five. And then we're in for the night and people are like, hey, we're partying. And it's like, sorry, we're staying home again. But every once in a while you get trapped into raging. Yeah, it's, it's, we're lucky that the Buffalo Wild Wings is 24 hours now. Oh, yeah. Well, that was our savior, yeah. Yeah, I love their uh, scramble. There were they like uh, do their buffalo wing scramble, where they take the leftover wings from the night before and put it in an omelet. Yeah. How do you how do you you two feel about that? I always feel strange whenever I see chicken and egg like mixed together. Mm. Mm-hmm. It just seems like you're cooking it in its own like you know ovum. It's strange. Yeah. Ugh, sorry I said ovum, everybody. That's my one time. Everyone in this room can say ovum once a month. That one is mine. And that's fine because we used to say it yeah. too much. Well, you burned it pretty early, which is going, it's going to be a tough month for you. <laughs> oh, God. But I hope I don't have more opportunities to say it. Well, you do have your date with that. You do have a date with that gynecologist next week. So hopefully yeah. like, you don't run into too many issues. Oh, what if she wants to talk about work? <laughs> You might, it might, I mean, that's a big date topic, I think. I, I think so too. I once dated a gynecologist and she would not stop talking about her patients. And I was like, this is inappropriate. Mm. Please stop telling me these things. I mean, it's also an interesting pattern for you that this is the second gynecologist you've dated in a pretty short amount of time. So somehow I got onto, you know, I'm confused by the app store. I'm, that's why I have my own app store, but my dating app is only me. So I had to get on the regular, more conventional app store. And I'm trying to download a dating app because I want to get back out there. Sure. Um, I've, I've seen what the loneliness has done to Franklin and it's truly crushed, soul crushing. Um, it's terrible. Yeah. So I got on there and I, I'm on this. I think it's only gynecologists on this app. And what was the name of the app? It's the dating app for just OBGYNs. 
I think it was called Ginder or something. It yeah, was Ginder. We hit it in yeah, one. Yeah. It was Ginder. Yeah. So I'm on because I'm trying to get on Grinder. So I'm on Ginder. And she's using all this vernacular that I cannot keep up with. Mm, and you're not allowed to. And I'm not allowed to because <laughs> I already used it that month. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've had to. And this is. And usually when somebody says this next sentence, it makes them the dirtiest dirtbag in the world. But honestly, I'm just doing it for love. I've been pretending to be a gynecologist. I don't take patients. I don't take patients. I don't have an office. I don't see anyone. But on a date, I do have to kind of, you know, um, play a role until one day I come clean. And I'm sure she'll forgive me. I mean, nothing sets up a good relationship than a sweet, sweet little innocent lie, as we've learned in the past. Yeah. And from almost every single rom-com ever made. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 guy, the person, whoever came up with the white lie just says but i love you and then they will usually kind of works out at the end hitch thought this was a good idea i was pretty wasted running this idea by hitch and he said it was a home run he was more excited about you deceiving potential romantic partners than anything else that happened all night and we had a big trampoline we didn't bounce hitch as much as we bounced ben affleck no and i think he actually was upset about that he was upset but like i was sort of scared for him because he ate all that shellfish and his face got swollen up (laughs) <laughs> he had a bad allergic reaction he sure did yeah and he ignored it for the next like three to four hours and he looked at you and said aren't you a gynecologist <laughs> can't you help me and you said not those kind of clams <laughs> I had heard a gynecologist used that joke on a date so I thought it would be appropriate I think I I mean, I think if he hadn't been so sick, he probably would have liked it. Yeah, he was pretty sick. But yeah, so I'm lying to this woman I'm dating, telling her I'm a gynecologist like she is. I don't see anyone. Um, And I try to move the subject. I try to move the conversation off, you know, gynecology in general onto something else, you know. Hmm. But the thing is, Hmm. these people are just quality people. And I don't want to give up being on the app. You know, it's all swipe rights for me. I mean, there's got to be a plethora of good people on pretty, on, I would say, I mean, most apps, I would assume, you know what I mean? Like, there are plenty of fish out there, as people say, you know, and that it's also another app that people do use. I mean. Oh, Franklin, what apps, you have, what apps? You've been on a couple of different apps now, am I right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I have run like the dating app gamut at this point. I was on uh, uh, Storm Chasing Singles. Uh, that was a fun one. Uh, I was because we, we basically is just people interested in storm chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty intense situation. Um, uh, there were pig pet owners uh, who need love. Pig pet it's owners. Along the, yeah, yeah, it's just people who own pigs as oh, a pet. But you, you know, don't like you, not. It's like. But you don't own. A, you don't. I live with you, Franklin. You do not own a pig, my friend. Mm. Nor do you chase storms. You did chase one <laughs> storm. I did chase one storm. I thought it was a waterfall. Um, and honestly, I should have just stuck to like the rivers and the lakes that I was used to because that storm really, I got caught up in the eye of that thing because, and I probably, I pretty much looked death in the face. Um, but yes, I do not own a pig, although I have babysat for a pig one time, which for the mayor, everybody knows the mayor of our town, um, so I feel like that was a pretty high stakes situation, which warrants me as a pig owner. Yeah, it feels like a a bit of a stretch to me, but I can see how you can get around it. I mean, I I I, I know that pigs have ovums. Mm. Oh, oh wait, that's he yours. used his one. That's my. That's your one. That's your one. Uh, me. That's my one. Uh, the only app I've been using recently is I turned on the mixed business with pleasure feature on LinkedIn. And it opens up this oh. part of the app where you can connect with people who want to hook up. Yeah, you, and you you can go on there and people will congratulate you on your fuckiversary. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, that can... one seems... <laughs> what? No, 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 no. I was going to say that one. I feel like people... Do people really get dates on that? Or is it more oh. just like... Uh, you know what to, I mean? To be clear for anyone listening, like uh, you probably are not on this and do not try to initiate dates on your profile. This is a special feature that I and only a select amount of users are beta testing. Just a couple of just workaholics, right? Yeah, you have to be a workaholic. You have to 
put in your 10,000 hours of LinkedIn time, and then it unlocks mixed business with pleasure mode. And I, would you say it's been successful? Um, you know, the problem is, you know, like it, it always, you know, starts out where we're going to dinner. And then the next thing I know, it's become a dinner meeting because these people all love working so much. And so nothing ever goes anywhere. We just end up doing business. Yeah. And you have to bring a, you have to bring a, you bring a briefcase. You have when to. you show up, put it right on the table, unclick both sides simultaneously. Yeah. And you know, that's even the more casual version. A lot of times people will bring a projector and they'll sort of take you through a PowerPoint <laughs> of their family and siblings. Yeah. You've also had some like nasty negotiations over the bill after uh, the check has come. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you you never want someone to anchor you when you're negotiating how to split. You always have to fight for a hard bargain. And your conference dates have been pretty tough. Well, it's just, you know, there's so much hustle and bustle and so many people. It's hard to really like lock in on a single person. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, when somebody when you when you order, people write their orders on a little piece of paper and just like slide it to the waiter. Oh yeah, they do. And then sometimes the waiter will be like, "Ah, I see." And sometimes they'll write down a counter order that you then have to accept. Is Pepsi okay? <laughs> uh, but we're all getting out there, and I think that's the important thing. You know, we're all getting out there. Uh, it's the summer of love. Uh, we've all decided it's the summer of love. It's true. And that's our big proclamation for, for house meeting this summer. We're all going to fall in love. Oh, yeah. We watched American Pie, and we were like, by the end of this summer, we're all going to be in love or not. <laughs> or we're going to go to the... There is a big pie contest at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Everyone in town, it's the... <laughs> we are the judges of the big annual pie contest in our town. Yeah. And, you know, we sort of became the judges because uh, this town is uh, notably lusty. And they thought that we were the, like, few people who could hold off and not fuck these pies. But yeah. So every since 1999, when American Pie came out, the town's annual pie contest used to be a point of pride for the town. (laughs) Yes. Now it's it used to be. (laughs) No, go on. Oh, I was just going to say now it's a point of shame. Now it is a point of shame. It is a point of contention. Um, it used to be a family event. And then uh, once American Pie came out, we we really kind of... You did not want to win that pie contest. No. Oh, boy. And there was that one year where Sean William Scott just like was driving through as the pie festival was coming going on. And people were just ransacking his car and making him try to get out and be like you're gonna fuck this pie stifler <laughs> yeah and he kept screaming i'm not stifler as he was dragged into this sea of pies he also he was also saying if you've seen the movie stifler didn't fuck the pie it was jason biggs character who fucks the pie <laughs> this is the other thing is a lot of people in town haven't actually seen this movie they just know some loose details <laughs> Luckily, um, we brought in a consultant um, to see what to do. Unfortunately, uh, his only advice was to tell our mother that we ate it all. We accidentally called uh, Eugene Levy uh, to say what to do. But okay, so since 1999, we're trying to have this pie contest. Every year, the winning pie gets fucked by the judge, and no one seems to know how to stop it. The three of us have... uh, They were obsessed with American Pie. We were obsessed with... um, uh, 30 Days and 30 Nights, 40 Days and 40 Nights. What was that a movie from like a similar time? I think it's time 30. When he, Josh Hartnett. Yep, and he couldn't have sex. You know, you can dra- you can grab Josh Wait, Hartnett what? just like that. Wait, what? You know that movie <laughs> when he's not allowed to have sex for 30 days and 30? Th- he gives up sex for Lent. Oh. He's like a sex a holic. Yes, I do remember And he gives up oh, sex shit. for Lent. Oh. Right, because we've all become obsessed with this movie. And there's that scene <laughs> yeah, where course. he's like rubbing a feather on her because I can't have sex. Yeah, and he like tries to he like he like uh, ocularly like like undresses Mrs. Butterworth, <laughs> um, but we love this movie. That's why we're always barely remembering it. Um, but we love this movie. We made everyone known, so they thought we would be sexually, you know, we could to not have sex with the pie. Mm. Um, and so we're all here to find love for the next month, and then we do have to judge the pie contest at the end of the month. And if we don't, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, you know, I mean. I think that uh, the mayor's let a lot of our uh, 
riskier behavior slide, but then he's just like, you boys, you're really going to earn your keep at this pie contest, huh? And who knows? Who knows what will happen if we can't come through? And this is not the mayor that was a pig that Franklin did babysit. No, this <laughs> it's not the same. No. Yeah, this is uh, there. It's a two mayor system. We thought it'd be more mm. fair if the top two mayors each got to be mayor, uh, because then everyone gets a mayor they like, or most people do. Right. So the pigs got to vote and the humans got to vote. Yes. In our town, pigs outnumber us. Pigs, hogs, uh, uh, seven to one, roughly. For every one person, there's seven hogs in our town. Yeah. It's a it's a big hog town and not for any economical reason. There's no pork industry here. There's nothing like that. There's just a lot of pigs. Yeah, And they're members of the community. Yes. You know, it's a, they're they're. I mean, they hold office. They hold public office. They certainly do. And they, you know, they're. They're completely equal. They vote. I mean, they have jobs. There's teachers. There's farmers. There's they have their own police system. Yeah, I mean, they run from the translucent mold people who live in the crevasse, same as we do. Right. So we have started. We for those of you who maybe are, are old time listeners, uh, uh, we don't talk about it that much. But a giant chasm opened up in the middle of town. Uh, there is a subterranean sort of ecosystem that has developed. The pressure has uh, any humans that were down there it's turned them into mole-like creatures mm. we don't talk about it too much because it's scary but it's very scary it's really yeah. scary yeah so the yeah so pigs outnumber us humans seven to one they un- outnumber the mole people like you know uh nine to one mm. yeah should the mole people get a mayor i don't think so yeah, that's a hard take. I mean, I mean, I feel like it's a hard should take. have some. It's a hard take. I feel like some, they they do have like a land, you know. They do have their like that they occupy, um, and you know, I feel like they're entitled to maybe have some kind of government down there. But a mayor, maybe not. You know, maybe some kind of different system. I'm just mad because they refuse to uh, elect me. That's why I'm mad. Yeah, and you ran unopposed. I ran unopposed um, for the subterranean. Um, creatures mayor. Uh, I went down there, went from door to door, um, just trying to get, just trying to get the message out there because I do feel like they are underrepresented in our society. Because about two months ago, they were human beings. Oh, I'm probably less than that. And that was my platform. Yeah, and you know, I think that as I remember it, you got a lot of sort of hisses, and then just nobody showed up to that little polling station you made. Um, I tried everything. I tried every type of booth to get these people to talk to me. I tried the polling booth. Mm. Um, I tried a toll booth. Tried the toll booth. I tried the kissing booth. You tried the phantom toll booth. I tried the phantom toll booth. I tried the phantom thread when I was poisoning them, trying to get them to vote for me. But just a little bit of poison. Just a little yeah, bit of poison, there. so they could feel like a baby, and I could take care of them. But no, they're not. They're not at least at this point, interested in any sort of form of governance. Yeah, I think it didn't help you either that you got your eyebrows done right before you went down there, and it was just kind of like in a pointy, kind of snarling kind of position that made you look really evil. Yeah, I went with the Jafar. (laughs) I walked into the salon, and I said, give me the Jafar. And yeah, I did look kind of menacing, kind of evil. Yeah, Um, I mean, and you know, I know you had... um... You like to have a a stick to sort of support yourself on your hikes, but you did bring that serpent scepter, which yeah also made you look sort of sinister. Well, it was a snake that I stretched out and put in the freezer. Oh, that was your failed Ooh, snake okay. pop business. Yeah, so I had I had a big snake that was about two meters long. Um, I stretched it out straight put it in the freezer because I know I wanted a snake scepter, and then I my door to door was kind of. Um, uh, uh, timed because after a while the snake starts to defrost it starts to attack me so I can get to maybe like two or three subterranean doors then I have to find someplace very cold again for the to re-stiffen my, my staff you know it is an interesting technology you found that you can just freeze a snake live and when it melts it's not dead it just comes back to life do you remember that uh, MTV show freeze a snake live Mm. yeah that was one of my favorite ones where they'd sort of sometimes some of the frozen snakes that people had voted for would show up and be put in the freezer in front of all those kids 
I loved it when people would be outside with their snakes and be like, hello, I just want to say that I am from Madison, Wisconsin, and I just want to say that I would love to see the boa constrictor be uh, frozen alive. Woo! <laughs> great That's moments. So great nostalgia. Speaking of moments, hmm. um, we are about to have a moment that we've never had before. We have a new neighbor oh. Um, oh. who's moved into the building, and they're going to come on the show in a little bit, and... We're going to find out more about them and what their experience in the building is like and see if they have any issues that they want to to talk about. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, please listen to the ad. That's the only way we make any money. Yeah, and they're so short mm. and compact. It's the least you yeah, can ad- do. <laughs> yeah, don't get angry at how short these ads are. Uh, House Media, we'll be right back after this. Thank you. Frank, I know you're excited because your favorite band is going on tour. That's right. Uh, the, the, the Daisy Dukes are coming to town, and I am going to go catch them in every single city. We're going to San Diego. We're going to Detroit. We're going to Tallahassee. We're going to uh, New York City, baby. Woo! And that's right. The Daisy Dukes have put their differences behind them, and they're going back for a once-in-a-lifetime tour. Yeah. Yes. It's been 15 years since our last concert, so it's pretty exciting. And of course, they're going to be wearing their signature Dukes. Ugh, these Dukes. These are short Dukes. These Dukes are short. They're the daisiest of Dukes, and that's, you know, their signature. And I'm really hyped to hear all their hit singles, you know, their hit songs, you know. And they're fine with the drummer wearing long pants, because that's what the initial fight was about. It's true. I remember them saying, put on your Dukes, and people thought they were saying, put up your Dukes. Real big blowout at Bonnaroo when the drummer for the Daisy Dukes came out in full, full Mm. jeans down to the ground. And everyone was kind of like, okay, I mean, these are the Dukes, but that guy's wearing jeans. This is weird. I don't see his thigh at all. Uh, Uh, and I'm looking for a little bit of ass cleavage on the bottom little pinchy pinchy i don't see any of that i just see regular clothed butt and that's when the lead singer just had it they all cornered him yeah they all put up their dukes and they just really like let him have it they just picked him up and tossed him right off the stage they tried to rip off the bottom part of his pants to make them shorts but he fought really big. They tried to do clean rips. They held him down. This was awkward. This was at Bonnaroo. They held him down and tried to rip off his pants in straight lines so they could get on with the show. And it just, it, 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 it kind of put a bad taste in everyone's mouth seeing a man get his pants torn off. Yeah, I remember some people, uh, you know, because let's be real about this. Drug culture is a part of these festivals. Big part. And of the Daisy Dukes. Big part. It's built into their sound oh, at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daisy Dukes is a huge heroin band. Yeah, a lot like the Velvet Underground. Yeah, but I remember a lot of people having, you know, particularly bad drug experiences at this show. And the Tupac hologram was there, just like shaking his head. Yeah. Just like, I don't like this. This don't sit right with Tupac, with old Tupac. Yeah, that was an interesting choice to have Tupac just sort of comment on each and every set at Bonnaroo. <laughs> <laughs> he really ripped into LMFAO too. He just like let Red Foo have it. It was embarrassing. He just kept saying, "Not funny. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not laughing." Um, but yeah, the Daisy Dukes—they have put this horrible, horrible, horrible event behind them, and they're going on a six-city tour, mm. and it's very exciting. It's very exciting. And they said they're going to let him wear his pants, but they seemed pretty conflicted in the press conferences. Oh, yeah, they were all pretty much uh, just holding their hands back from trying to repeat what happened at Bonnaroo, just rip, ripping his pants oh, off again. yeah, I remember seeing some of them. Their fists were so clenched so tightly around their instruments, so there were just little rivulets of blood dripping down that trumpet. Yeah, and they're in their <laughs> 70s now, so it's not, it's not a good look for anybody. But uh, get your tickets now. Go to Eventbrite dot com slash daisy dukes slash house meaning for 15 percent off your ticket purchase if you buy three or more tickets we'll definitely be going where in our dukes yeah oh yeah tight dukes we got three tight dukes and that's an ad welcome back to house meeting uh franklin eddie and i are here with our new neighbor bora bora please say hello we're very excited to have you Oh, hello. It's such a pleasure to be here. So nice to uh, meet you guys in person. I I must confess, I hear you talk. 
I've heard you discuss and in things go on and but nice to put face to voice. Yeah, we don't uh, the 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 walls in this building as I'm sure you've noticed are very very thin. Uh pa- paper thin. You can like, see through some of them. Uh, tr- truly, truly. I think sometimes when I shower I catch neighbor peeking, but I don't care. Yeah, I I come from culture that is very celebratory of human body of human the beauty, human excellence, and so for us, the, this term, uh, modesty, the, we don't we don't have term for this. It's it's more acceptance of self, and so for me, it's oh, you look at body, you like, you like what you see, you don't like, no sweat off my back. That's new one I learned, eh? Very good. That's a great phrase. Yeah, thank you. Yes, I, I'm picking up the jingoisms. Bingoisms? Jing which one? Jingoisms. Okay, okay. Bingo is the dog. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, I remember. I notice um uh your sort of casual attitude about your body kind of reflects your outfit. Oh, yes. Uh, I appreciate you take notice. Most people think I just homeless person. It's unusual to wear a uh, brown rice sack as shirt, apparently. Uh, for for where I'm from. Very common, very common. Yeah. People think, oh, itchy. No, it just feels good. Airy. It's so eco-friendly as well. You know, so many of these food containers, we take the food out of them, and then it's like, well, this is done. Time to get it out of my house. But you finished your rice, and you said, now I've got a shirt. Exactly. I see. You understand. Tell you what, I'll bring. you look like a double XL, I guess. Um, big shoulders, big man. I'll bring you a couple of rice sack shirts. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll give these a shot. Okay. Good. Eddie, right? You're Eddie. Yes, that's, that's me. Eddie, you were eyeballing the shirt, and you were doing that thing where you like feel the fabric between your fingers. I can tell that. I can tell that you like this the shirt. It's very kind of you, Bora. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. A- another facet of my culture is where I come from. Uh, what is mine is yours, by and large. Give I share, give mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, I mean, you seem to go through a lot of rice too, because I mean, there is just a truck that comes down every week and drops off at least. One full pallet of rice for you. Uh, yes. Well, typically my diet consists of uh, rice and a, a famous dish from where I'm from called spraduchka. It is uh, a chicken and egg dish. Chicken and egg together. And uh, some people find it gross. I don't know if any of you have dabbled in chicken and egg. Uh, only a uh, buffalo wild wings. Okay. Okay. Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah, it's 24 hours now. It's actually just down the street. I think you'd like it. The, the concept of food being served all times of day and night, mm. impossible to me to comprehend. I go to sleep when the chickens do. I awake when the cows do. Oh. They have different wake times? Weirdly, and slumber times. And also cows, cows are very weird nappers throughout the day. They sleep, but uh, chickens... Like clockwork, you know what time they go. Bye bye. So you but, might you unexpectedly have to go to sleep sometimes when a cow takes a nap. In you know if am I getting I, that right? What was the what was it? You wake up when the chickens. No, do. that's a cow. You, oh, you yeah, wake up when the cows do. Eddie, Eddie, that's see. Look, he's wearing my shirts now. He's <laughs> going to be a cow farmer before we know. It's a, I go to sleep when the chickens do because they go to sleep regular time. Mm-hmm. I wake up when the cows wake up because they also, weirdly, despite their weird nap schedule, they wake up at consistent time every day. Mm. It's so interesting because I feel like so many of us sort of associate the rooster with the farm animal that wakes everyone up. You'd be surprised how many misnomers, I think is how I say, how many uh, falsehoods have crept into Western media. Uh, the rooster, in fact, is a lazy piece of shit bird. We right. don't, Whoa. none of us, like, we don't like rooster where I'm from. That explains your tattoo. Yeah, yes, this rooster, as you see, is being impaled on a spear and simultaneously shot with bazooka rocket. Mm. And I see there's like a little, uh, a picture of you taking a crap on his head there as well. Yeah, f- funny story. I had the me pooping tattoo first. I added the rooster uh, underneath after. Yeah, the pooping one was, well, it was a lost bet. I bet I lose. It's life. Uh, what right? was the bet? Well, the bet was how many cows can I 
make out with in one night. So a drunken, drunken night. And zero was it? Because I see there's a big zero right next to that tattoo. Mm-hmm. You're holding up a little store- scorecard like an Olympic judge that says zero. Well, that is a, in fact, that zero is a mark of shame for me because I, I chickened out. I did zero. You didn't even ask the cow if you could kiss? Oh, wow. That is embarrassing. Yeah. I I didn't even ask. I didn't have the courage to. She was beautiful. They were all beautiful animals. I mean, I can relate, Bora. Every time I try to go up to a cow, I kind of like freeze up and my hands get all sweaty. And then I kind of just like run away and try to like sharply change my directions really quick and pretend like I wasn't going toward them. It's something I'm trying to get over myself. Thank you, Franklin. Franklin, right? I appreciate your uh, solidarity. Yeah, Franklin had to sell his farm-to-table ice cream shop because he was too afraid of the cows to milk them. That's actually how we met him. <laughs> we were trying to bring him in so Franklin could work up the courage to talk to these cows. Oh, yeah, and then it was just like, "Hey, like it feels weird, but like we're about to go to a birthday party. Do you want to come?" And we felt like we had to invite him. Uh, yeah, and honestly, he was on so bo- he was on board so hard; it was pretty shocking. Yeah, I am so sorry to hear of your loss of business. It sounds like great idea, farm to table ice cream. Oh, it's okay. I'm gonna try to like reassess when I try to get over this fear. Once I kiss a cow, I'm gonna see if I can get back into the whole biz. Okay. Well, you tell me when you want to go. I'd love to maybe change this tattoo, change that zero to a one, a two. Maybe I'd be brave like you. I mean, I can also get a tattoo in solidarity. I think that would be a kind of fun experience for myself, you know, because, you know, growing up for me, people always like said, you don't have the skin for tattoos. And I said, well, you watch out. I will one day. Today, I believe, I apologize. That was the cow. One of my uh, cows calling me. Maybe this was the moment I had to immediately you didn't even pick up? Oh, wow. I'm still kicking. I'm still coward. What has changed? I don't understand. Anything has changed? Just me talking of it? Oh. No, no, no. I... It's tough. It is, it's a tough situation. It is nice of you that you bought your cow a phone, though. Well, here's the thing people don't understand. I wake up with them mm-hmm. because they're highly intelligent creatures. People think that, oh, we just eat burgers like it's nothing. We go to our McDonald's. We go to our... Red Robin, all these stuff. They are actually very intelligent, loving creatures to the point that they can use iPhone, they can use Android, although they hate Android. They hate the green bubbles. Oh. <laughs> yeah, who oh, doesn't? Wow. Well, so so cows can be a little shallow when it comes to to what phone you use. It is, maybe it's a little maybe it's harder to kiss a cow than I initially thought. I think you grossly underestimate what I, what this bet was. Emphasis on gross. Oh. Sorry, that was a little judgment creeping out. Mm. I used to be a TV judge. Um, oh, interesting. What mm-hmm. show? Uh, Franklin, what was the name of the show again? It was sponsored by Ribs. Oh. By Barbecue yeah. Ribs. It was uh, Name That Napkin or something no, like it that. No, it was like not even close to Name That Napkin. <laughs> yeah, it had something to do with your name, I thought. Yeah, it was like Kelly Morrison Judge Show. Yeah. It was na- Name That Napkin was uh, um, that other show that I what was the was host that? of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was yeah. on Name That Napkin. That was... When you had, to guess, you had to guess the napkin's name. It's hard. It's harder than you think. Do you have any tattoos of nap? You know, of you being shamefully, you know, shown a napkin, not knowing its name. I do have a couple of shame tattoos, but they come mm. from my time when I attended Karate High. Karate High. Yeah, yeah. We so a lot when you would lose a fight, you have to get a tattoo. That's called your, oh. your permanent record. You know, quote unquote. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it had like your stats on it, like how many fights won. But how many he fights also lost. does weirdly have one of him pooping as well. That I won a bet, Kelly. Hey, yeah. without me knowing, I feel like I have walked into a din of brothers. Bora, what 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 brings you to our town? Uh, well, yeah, interesting enough, and I know many people here don't like to talk of this, but uh, I was brought here as a hunter. I, I grew in my own country. I. I'm a very good hunter, and I have been brought here to hunt uh, these mole creatures. I don't know what other word you want to call them. Whoa. Uh, 
I'm here to, yeah, the city has hired me to come in and uh, they said, take care of the mole problem. And I took that to mean the mole creatures who are terrorizing your downtown plaza and your local library and various other municipal structures. I will say the mole person society is thriving they are doing much better ever since they descended into the bowels of the earth. Right. And the thing is, I, I have been told I'm not to, you know, I am not coming here to destroy whole city, you know, citizenry of Mole Town. Don't get me wrong. I'm not evil person. The only people they are concerned about are the ones who uh, come up here and uh, loot and pillage, riot, all things that I feel very strongly against. I do not like defacing no graffiti, no tags. Mole people were here. I see that everywhere. Disgraceful. Now, I'm surprised that somebody who, who has so many tattoos is mm. against graffiti. You know, because kind of like graffiti, to me, that's just a tattoo on society, which could be cool. Or it could be, you know, a scar, a, 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 a permanent scar, depending on how you look at it. Uh, you bring up an interesting point, uh, Mr. Kelly, and I appreciate your thoughtful commentary on this possible paradox of self. Bora is complicated man. Bora, did did a pig mayor hire you or a human That's mayor? That's a big question. Mm. Uh, the uh, slightly uncomfortable truth is that I have yet to be made aware of the identity of my employer. I was mm. hired um, via it was a encrypted messenger service and, and they said, oh you know, come. And I said, okay. And then I said, hello, we must meet. And they said, no, no, I will deposit money. You do your job. Whoa. So all of this is very hush-hush. In fact, I feel just telling you only because you're brothers. But I, can't, I must ask, please do not you know, betray my reason for being here. Yeah. We, never, we, we would I never. Mean, you know, we certainly wouldn't record all of this and release it onto the Internet for anyone who is interested to listen to. And I feel because, as you referred to us, we are brothers. I, I have to say, I'm pretty sure that these mole people are going to tear you apart. Yeah. Oh. They're smarter. They're smarter than we are. They're smarter, and I think you were hired by someone because it's making our town look bad. You know. I. I am deeply wounded by this assessment. I must ask Franklin, Eddie, do you I also mean, feel? I th- I- I doom. certainly don't like love that you can't meet the person who hired you yet. I mean, similar to Kelly, I thought it might be even that a mole person had hired you. Because one yeah. thing I do know is that mole people, I've seen one try to eat a person and they thought it was sort of gross, but they love rice. And I'm wondering if they think that your rice filled body will be a delicious treat for them. I must find another way to clothe myself. Eddie, has that, has that been has that been troubling you to find another way to clothe yourself? Is Listen, this is this is the rice sack all that kind of like you think of in the morning? If I combined the courage of Franklin with the sharp, keen intellect of Eddie, I would be an unstoppable force of nature in this quest. Okay, what do you like about Kelly? Wow, he's really scratching his brow <laughs> yeah. hard. I've never seen a brow oh, furrow his like whole that. His brow's getting so red and irritated from how hard he's scratching. <laughs> it looks like he just ate a big ice cream and he's got a he's got a headache. <laughs> smoke coming out of those eyebrows. No, it's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to say anything you like about me. I'm a little offended, but it just seems like you went into oh. a catatonic state just now. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kelly. Uh, where I'm from, it is grave dishonor to not be able to say something nice to a person who brought you into their home. And to be honest, I don't know you yet. That's all it is. That's right. all it is. Yeah, right. I mean, no. Well, I'm an open book. I'm an open book like yeah. we all are. That's what this, that's what this, you know, house meeting is all about. Us like speaking honestly with each other about what we want, what we don't want, you know? So if you have any questions, I, this seems like we're interviewing you. Feel free to send it my way. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I must ask, uh, was that actually Ben Affleck at your party? Yes, that was that we were not friends with him, um, but he did. He did come. Yes, I did see him. Very coolly. You invited Ben Affleck to your party. Yeah, he was Ooh. not invited. Yeah, that's the thing. We can't take credit for that. You three are so 
are so cool that you could deny Ben Affleck a right to your party? That is or, uh, pretty cool. You would cool. think that, but this guy will spit up in your house. It's almost guaranteed if Ben Affleck is in your house, there's going to be spit up on the floor. He spits up? Oh, yeah. Constantly. I I want you to know that where I'm from, spitting in someone's house, there's no greater offense. Do you want me to um, do what I do to Ben Affleck? Wow, Ooh. that's an interesting offer. Well, is it going to be literal hunting? <laughs> like, tr- send him out in the forest? <laughs> you send him out into the forest. He gets an, so he's, Ben Affleck gets an anonymous invitation. <laughs> it's a, I, you know what? If we do want to get him, if we want, how do we lure Ben into the forest? First step oh, of the plan. Well, listen, a hunter's brain is already hard at work. Mm-hmm. He came uninvited to party. So, if you host a party in the forest mm. and do not invite him, but make it known this big party's happening, where is Ben Affleck likely to go? To the forest. And the I can forest. just see Ben Affleck showing up to what he thinks is a party, and instead this large man with his balls poking out from the bottom of a rice sack comes lumbering through the bushes. And what a day Ben Affleck is in for. If I could combine... The courage of Franklin, the sharp intellect of Eddie, and the storytelling prowess of Eddie. I'd be an unstoppable force of nature. Wow. I'm still working on the Kelly oh. one. Yeah. Oh, he's making a face again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. My feelings can probably take one more of those, and then, you know, we'll see. Oh, thank God. Thank you. Maybe killing Ben Affleck is all the courage you, is that will give you the self confidence you need Ooh, to kiss a cow. That's interesting. If you could kiss Bora, if you could kiss anyone, and I'm not to win a bet, not necessarily a cow. Let's say it's a human, because you said cows are very smart. I would also argue humans are very mm. smart. So, eh, but yes, I'll give you. If you could kiss any human, do you know who that would be, or what, you, or what you would like them to be like? Angela Merkel. Huh. Interesting. The German Prime Minister, Angela Merkel. Chancellor, excuse me, I don't mean to mislabel her. I find something undeniably powerfully attractive about that heavenly divine woman. She has mm-hmm. ra- ruled that country with grace and poise, and she is just, it's almost like the three of you. And now, Kelly, I will compliment your excellent, probing, thoughtful questions. That's something I like very much. Wow. And if I were to give all three of you, you would surely be Angela Merkel. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. 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 Okay, I'm Angela Merkel. Thank you. Um, wow, that is a nice compliment, and your face didn't contort that badly. It was it it was not difficult. Once I found the right note for you, I got there, no problem. Appreciate it. So, knowing so now that you've sort of uh, reconsidered why you're here, what do you think your next steps are? Are you still going to continue with this mission? Where I'm from, there's old adage that a man who begins to build a fence leaves the fence unfinished, decides ah, he has fenced off enough of his property. And the very night he left the fence unfinished, a roaming pack of wolverines came in the night and shredded him to bits. Mm-hmm. Franklin, I told you you need to finish the fence. That's why we have so many wolverines. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's this old navy is so big. It's going to take oh. years. I can't. I can't. Oh, Home Depot is down in the, the subterranean lair with all the moles. It's hard enough to get all the equipment I need. Right. They're so mean, Franklin. You've left fence unfinished? This is grave error. 
I know. And, and honestly, this Wolverines, they're teasing me. They're like, what are you going to do about it, bub? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, big, but please shoo. Big 1950s greaser vibe with these Wolverines. Oh, they're all wearing leather coats. Yeah, and they just have thick, unbelievably thick sideburns. Oh, it sounds like you're familiar with these Wolverines. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. This this adage I tell of was one of first childhood stories relayed to me and my family as a young boy. You seem really responsible. Do you you seem like you want to be a father one day? Uh, yes, you know. There's a little toilet. There's a little child-sized toilet tattoo right next to your tattoo. Um, but no baby there. Chitting. Curious. If I could combine the courage of Frank <laughs> and the keen intellect of Eddie and the eagle eye observation skills of Kelly... Truly, people would call me a titan on this planet. So, Bora, you just moved into 3F. That's impressive. 3F has been abandoned for years. It was a hard sell. The real estate agent that showed us this place was really like, don't ever talk about 3F to anybody because there was a lot of weird stuff. When they showed me apartment 3F, I think they mistook me for someone who would love haunted abandoned apartments and so i have loved living there do you have you sensed anything supernatural oh details i could tell each night i feel like i hear the blood curdling screams of i don't know what that might be oh yeah Mm. Uh, The walls are pretty thin. The walls are pretty thin, and I do a deep cleanse mask that really rips stuff out of my pores every night. And I'm howling. Yeah, what do you say? This is this this I, uh, this mask is what uh, it goes two three inches deep. Oh, uh, in two three inches on a bad night. I'm trying to hit four. <laughs> it's really rough. Like me and Kelly have to each take a corner and put our legs on <laughs> Eddie's shoulders and really yank away. In uh, in Estonia, very rude to comment on any physical, you know, appearance of person. But now that we have broached subject, I was going to ask why your face shiny red like demon of Estonia. Well, it's just so clean. You wouldn't believe the stuff that we're ripping out of my face. I think it's it's you're ripping off your face. I don't know how else to put it. There's no metaphor for oh. this. You have taken most of your face. You. I don't, you don't know about pores. that. You, I mean, no you should see how much sort of like. Uh, skin-colored stuff you're pulling out of there. It would it would shock you. And, you know, there was one time we pulled out this thing and it just looked like a nose. And I was like, there was a nose in one of my pores? See, these are the kind of life lessons that one day I hope to impart, as, as Kelly so astutely pointed out, to my own progeny. To put a little baby pooping on, next to me pooping on my on my bicep and get to teach him lessons of not of nose filled pores of masks that can rip off her face of beautiful beautiful courageous men like franklin and uh, we'll introduce him to kelly as well okay he's making that face again <laughs> oh he's in oh. agony <sighs> Hi, Kelly, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I went out with Jennifer Lopez this week, so my confidence is at an all-time high. I can take a I can take a shot or two. I was just not told much earlier in this conversation. That is amazing. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. She's got a thing for Ben, and that's okay. Mm. Even she kept asking me to drink more Duncan, and I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, it's my. I'm not gonna go out for Duncan at my own birthday party. And she was like, please, yeah, I it like was so it. Weird. We had so many drinks that she kept going like, "Hey, when's the next Duncan run?" And we were just like, "Why?" <laughs> she was like, unplugged the speakers. Yeah, she got on the mic. I must say, if she and Ben end up back together, they are perfect fit for each other because a man who would spit in his host's home and a woman who would come and ask about any other food or drink than the one they have provided, two of the greatest disrespects you could do in a host's home. So they belong together. 
I wish them well. And I was being sarcastic. I'm learning American uh, sarcasm. Ooh. I hope they both have a terrible life. Well, I would say, you know, there. I, I did go to sarcasm, like this car, this course uh, that they are offering down at the Learning Annex downtown. You are always learning, Franklin. I love that about you. You are like the forever student. What a great way to live. Well, I mean, truly, I got really lucky because I slipped on the floor over there. So now, like, they were like, please don't sue us. You can take as many wow. classes as you want. The janitor just handed me a Did, book of vouchers. And like, if I remember please. correctly, like the whole sarcasm class was like coming out of their room when they saw you fall and they were all like, hey, nice one. <laughs> yeah, it was it, I didn't have anything to say back to them because I was on the floor just, you know, with a cracked hip. And I was, I just sat there and laughed because I didn't want them to just keep ripping into me. The bad part was when uh, somebody came up to you and they asked you if you needed any help or if they wanted to call 911. <laughs> and then... Uh, you said yes, and then they said as if. Oh. Yeah, it was very sarcastic. Yeah. It, it was a real lesson. I mean, it was a real, like, they just threw me into the hot water. And, you know, I think I learned a lot. That was sarcasm. Yeah, yeah see, I did it. I would say that, that's oh. how you got. That's how you've gotten most of the things in your life. Uh, you've looked for a wet, a wet floor sign and kind of took a dive. Oh yeah, I mean, anywhere I see a wet floor sign, I just get ready like it's like a super slide. I just like get belly down. That's usually been my downfall is that I kind of fall belly sliding down the floor. But you know, I uh, hit up that pearl vision, so now I can get as many eye exams as I want, which is nice. You know, I went to the old uh, uh, the, the the banana tree, the 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 haircut place. I can get as many haircuts as I want. Yeah, but the they place, always which crazy. Yeah, no but bananas. they always give you a haircut that makes your head look like a banana. Yeah, no bananas, but I always wind up looking like a banana, uh, which is not good because yeah, they'll do they'll do your uh, <laughs> you know they'll uh, the hairs high, pointy, curved, mm-hmm. yellow. Yeah, the beard long, pointy, curved the other way, also <laughs> yellow. Yeah, it's crazy too because they're always shooting through the loom ads in this town. So they always like, we need you on set in 10 minutes. Get in here. Oh, yeah. First team is so cruel to you. The first team PA really treat you like shit. Well, I've learned that this Apple dude has like beef with the banana. So he's, and he's like got star billing on this whole thing. So usually they just like really put me through the ringer there. I'm going to try to slip on something, or at least try to get grapes on your side. Ooh, yeah. Grapes is like really manipulative of all the other people on set, so I really do need them on my side. Grapes has dirt on everybody. Oh, yeah. People just feel so safe sharing their secrets with grapes. It's like, you should not. That will be used against you immediately. This is truly the wealth of America that pulled me in. Unlimited haircuts to make face look like a piece of fruit. Unlimited eye exams. To make sure your eyeballs can see like eagle and a, a recurring guest appearances on show of bowl of fruit of people. I mean, this is what we aspire to in my humble little, little village Porsche Tats here. Well, I'm so happy to hear you're living the dream. Uh, Bora, I hate to say it. I hate to say this. I hate to say it. I think we might be out of time. I want to uh, extend my gracious thank you for welcoming me into your den of brotherhood. When when asked to come, I was worried I would be met with glances askew. I would be met with judgmental tone. I would be met with concern about my, you know, those themes. But... You have been gracious hosts, and unlike Ben Affleck, I will not spit upon you. Unlike J-Lo, I will not ask about a Duncan run. I will simply bless this house by burning a thread of my brown rice sack and uh, chanting old Estonian chant over your doorway upon my exit. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Anna. Before you burn, uh, burn part of your, which I don't think that sack has many threads left to burn. Um, mm. But I, but uh, do you have anything else to plug before you before you head out? Uh, yes, I am uh, currently. There is a uh, great comedy page on Instagram 
that I have been following. It is at Brennan Babbles. Uh, that is similarly an account on TikTok. Uh, so if you want to follow and laugh with me, it could almost be like we are brothers laughing in the same room at the same time. So at, that'll be in the, the description of this podcast at Brennan Babbles on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, on behalf of uh, Bora, Eddie, Franklin, and uh, myself, Kelly, thank you so much for listening to House Meeting. Uh, we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>